Hello and welcome to Life at Home, the podcast that explores the many facets of home. I'm your host, Johanna Lundgren, and together with Shan, I'm thrilled to be back with you for a brand new season of Special Homes. This season, we're excited to delve into the unique and fascinating homes of people from all walks of life. We'll be exploring how their homes reflect their love and commitment and how their spaces have helped them grow as individuals. Our guests will share their stories of what makes their home special, the values and personalities reflected in their spaces, and the compromises and design decisions they've made to create a home that truly represents them. We'll also be exploring the importance of certain spaces in the home, such as the kitchen, and sharing life at home tips and ideas from our guests that you can use in your own space. So, whether you're a homeowner, renter, or simply curious about the many ways that a home can reflect your personality, we invite you to join us for this exciting new season of Life at Home, Unique Homes! Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Life and Home Special Edition Unique Home. And today we are with creative coach and artist Saskia. Welcome, Saskia. How are you? Hi, Sean. Yeah, I'm really well. Thank you. I'm very happy and excited to be here again. <laughs> yeah, you are certainly welcome again and again and again. So tell us a little bit what's happened after our last episode. How are you doing? How is our yurt in the nature? Yeah, so it's I'm doing really well. I'm about to get married. So the yurt is actually quite chaotic at the moment because wedding planning is taking over my life. <laughs> well, congratulations! Yay! What a great Thank you very much. And I actually, I am so grateful to be here because whenever I'm like freaking out about how much there is to do, I just have to look out the window. And it's it's May here now, so it, May is one of the most beautiful times of the year. Everything is this bright, bright green and there's yellow flowers popping in the grasses outside my windows and there's the bluebells in the woods that I can see from the yurt and all the leaves are that gorgeous fresh green and it, it it's so calming. It really just oh, makes me feel calm when I look out the window. <laughs> I can feel love is here. Hmm. Wow. Well, since you mentioned about the big news, then I wonder what happened during this time from living alone and now you're about to marry to someone. So there's obviously been a big change. I mean, it's happened gradually over the last few years of, of going from living here on my own to living here with someone else. And I think I mentioned in the last episode that it would it doesn't work for everybody to live in just one room it's quite a particular way of living together where you you don't really have any personal space 
you have to go out and find your personal space. You have to leave leave the home in order to find your personal space uh, or to be granted personal space within the home. But there's a kind of, you know, there's a harmony living and breathing and moving with someone. We both work from home, so we do spend a lot of time together. And the space has changed since we've been living together, obviously, because there's somebody else who wants to make this his home too. Mm. Um, but that's happened gradually. It didn't happen straight away. It's still happening now, actually. We're still... He's like, oh, should we put, should we move this here? Should we move this there? So the 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 kind of morphing of this space from being purely my space into being our space is still occurring. I can feel there is a sense of a calm and joined harmony. It was not so difficult to moving from living alone and living together. What is something with your marriage will define a home will be different for you? That's an interesting question. I don't really know how I'm going to feel on the other side. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, we're both really excited to be getting married. It's the second time for both of us. And, you know, we kind of, I think for both of us, having been in marriages that didn't work long term, we know our union is a long term union. I, I'm not sure much will change, actually. I'd be interested to see, maybe. Maybe there are things that will change that I'm not aware of yet. But if you're looking around uh, your yurt now, I know you're sitting in your home right now, and looking at what you used to living there before, and since you don't know his name yet, how can I call him? Dave. Dave, the lucky Dave. Since lucky Dave moved in. <laughs> Dave, you were listening, you are lucky. <laughs> Since Dave moved in, what have slowly changed? So I think probably the main difference is that I used to have my art studio in here as well. It was very dominant, as in I had a, because I do very, I do large scale works. There was a, a really big drawing board that dominated the whole space. And then behind the drawing board, I had a desk with all my paints and my all my tools and equipment. So, so that's now gone and that space has become Dave's office space. And I now have a studio away from the yurt. So I do get to go and do that. But it's really opened up the space, actually, not having the drawing board there. Mm. And I think there's also something about, I, I've really enjoyed the fact that I, being able to leave my home to go and do my artwork. When I'm at home doing my artwork, I often get distracted by domestic things or by my coaching tasks or, you know, so I always find reasons to to maybe not do my art. It's, in a very focused way. Whilst now that I have a studio, I go to the studio and I'm very focused on my art when I'm there because there's nothing else to distract me. And I mean, I, I mean, having said that, I still have, you know, I have a space here that's with all my sewing stuff, all my fabrics. And I used to be a fashion designer. So that's kind of element of my life is still evident within the yurt. And I have all my seven or eight crochet projects 
on the go I, uh, because I get bored quite easily. <laughs> so <laughs> a project, I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> and then after a while, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I've got this idea for another project. I'm going to start that one. So I have, but in one part of the area, hanging from one of the wooden parts of the, the yurt is these bags of crochet projects, uh, yeah. which I love looking at because it just, it just, I know they're there for me to dip into whenever I want. So I think one of the biggest challenges was getting both of our clothes in here. I had to get rid of a lot of my clothes <laughs> in order to be able to fit Dave's clothes in without, without clothes taking over the whole yurt. I think some women who will share the same experience with you, the common needs will be buying a bigger place. Get rid of our own clothes. That was a huge sacrifice, isn't it? So I suppose, I mean, you know, I'd already started to live much more minimalistically anyway. I Before I moved here, I'd been traveling for a few years. And so I, I had already got rid of a lot of my stuff. And Dave is also very, he doesn't have very much stuff at all either so and he although he is very creative his creativity is very much inside him so he he has a guitar that he plays so that's in the yurt now in fact i think we've got two guitars in here now <laughs> and a penny whistle and so music you know music has come into my life with him much more which has been wonderful and he loves to dance so we have a space in the middle of the yurt where we can dance together but he you know he likes to draw on an ipad whilst i like to draw on big bits of paper but he's very happy you know his, his his kind of creativity is quite contained. So so it hasn't been like, we haven't had to try and squeeze two big houses worth of stuff into one small year. It's so interesting when you meet someone, you feel there is a long-term, there must be something shared in a large amount of in common, you know, the commonality. Even now you're talking about the creativity. I feel there is a huge amount of creativity in both of you then it joined so that's why the space you're sharing is not that difficult it felt it was this tiny little adjustment and you're willing to open your space for him too yes yeah absolutely there is I think I was single for, actually it wasn't that long, it felt like a long time, but maybe like a year or so. The whole time I was just yearning to be with someone. I just, I was like, I can be single, I can be on my own, I can be independent, but I just want to share my life with someone. Mm. So I think that having that feeling meant that I was much more open to allowing someone to cohabit in what was originally my space because I had really become in touch with how important sharing my life with someone was. To be in real connection was more important than just having two people living side by side in the same space. Mm. And luckily Dave feels the same. So if ever we are feeling disconnected, we both name it on the same day that it occurs, within the same hour or same minute quite often. So we then strive to reconnect and we do, you know, I mean, I think again, this, this having our space, like everything in one space is, will be, should we just have a cuddle on the bed for a while? And we just, you know, it might be the middle of the day, but we just go and have like a five minute cuddle on the bed to reconnect. Be sure it's only the cuddle. Yeah, 
Well, generally. <laughs> Not always, of course. <laughs> no one's around anyway so. no no one's around and I mean I remember when when we were first in here I remember thinking should I be self-conscious while we're making love and because there's you know there's there's, there's nothing to stop the sound traveling because we're in a piece of canvas you know it's a tent but we're in we're in nature in a field and actually I've you know I, I'm neither of us are self-conscious at all now anymore <laughs> Wow, that is, that this goes very intimate. Oh my God, what a treat! But anyway, <laughs> since you both are really ready for a next uh, living situation, I mean, it's more like a, a join a new adventure. From this readiness, what are you guys prepared uh, for this space to welcoming you both in the new journey? It's really, we've, we've lived in it relatively, so the layout has been the same pretty much since Dave moved in to the one that I created. And literally within the last week, we've both suddenly said, let's move it all around. I'm sure that on some level that is related to the fact that we are about to be married and about to start a new phase of our lives together that has a kind of added sense of security and you know we're both very adventurous we both get bored really quite easily so we need a lot of change uh, and that's why we have I think I mentioned last time we have our camper van so like when we need a change of space we take the camper van and go off for a night or two and go and camp by the coast or you know up on a moor or yeah to kind of change our space and our, our mindsets as well. Mm. So although this is a kind of very simple way of living, like when we go to the van, it's even simpler. The space has been moved around. What have changed? What is the benefit of that change? So we're in the process of thinking about where we want things to go. Ah. And, I, uh, and it's beginning to take shape. One of the things that we've really been enjoying is having quite a lot of people over for dinner. And when that happens, so maybe like we might have 12 or 14 people all around the table, which takes up the whole of the middle of the yurt. And every time we do that, we have to move furniture around. And so I think this new setup will be more focused on opening the space up so that the table is in the middle and that we can extend it easily without having to move lots of furniture. And we're both very sociable. We both love we both love doing things with other people and spending time. Food, food and friends. Like food and friends is just like the best. Yeah, a little bit of wine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The odd cocktail. We both love making cocktails. Wow. I could have just see that. Candlelights, a lot of laughter music and you both are floating around and, and serving food and cheers oh totally we do music circles here as well so yeah. that, that we we clear again clear the space and make the middle of the room large enough to seat maybe like eight or ten people around who are singing and playing music which is another I mean it's always I, I actually I'm sort of a bit more used to it now because I've been living here for quite a while but I love it when people walk in through the door because everybody's response is 
Wow. Yeah, I could imagine. That would be my response. Wow. Last time you mentioned about your unique space is that um, little corner you display everything you collected uh, from your travel. And now you're moving together and soon will be married. What would it be your both favorite corner? If you can speak on um, on behalf of David, you mean as in which which would we both think is yeah, your like both together? yeah would it be your your both favorite corner? I don't. I suppose the the thing that I keep coming back to is the bed. <laughs> I was thinking about the bed too. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. Yeah, it's the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's the bed for sure. Um, <laughs> I think this is a quite an easy guess, but um, I, I feel there is more juicy information. <laughs> See, can you just tell us a little bit more about why is a bed? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, there's the, there's the kind of obvious part of it being that that's where we make love and. But also, we, as I said before, it's where we connect. It's where we really go to connect more closely. So at the weekends, we spend, you know, an hour, sometimes two hours in bed in the morning when we wake up, just chatting. And we just, we're just chatting and talking about life and friends and what we want to do, our dreams and our hopes, and about Dave's children and his children are. are one is already at university and the other one is about to go soon so his children are leaving home yeah so we talk about our lives and we talk about how we're both feeling and also we we also lie in bed and we watch films together so it's 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 very much a kind of living space it's not just where we sleep yeah you touch a very important elements of what normally we think about bed is sleeping and sleeping involved with sex and before sex and after sex but there's more intimate elements for for creating intimate relationship it's to have on that comfortable space you could uh, connect emotionally not only physically but creating that very closeness to learn about each other's what's going on with their lives and what from the past and could have bring you to now. It felt like you're building the journey to getting to know each other endlessly. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Dave, so Dave has a cottage which we also spend some time in and it's dynamic between us is so different in the cottage to how it is when we're in the yurt. When we're in the cottage, we tend to be a lot more irritable with each other, more disconnected. And then there's something about coming back to the yurt. Again, I think there's something about being in a round space that just both, and being in nature, that just calms us both down. And we both are just like, oh, let's reconnect. And it's it, it slows us down. Mm. I think because of the sort of simplicity of this way of life, and because of the nature being like in it's in your peripheral vision all the time and the periphery of your your hearing you smell it like you know now it's spring we have the door open and you get wafts of scent coming through 
from outside, from the grass being mown or from from the bluebells in the woods. Uh, and it, it, it so your sen- your senses are connected to what I believe is our natural kind of way of being, our natural state of being within nature. Yeah, and it seems that natural or the nature s- surrounded you also bring in so much natural flow with your own development as well as for your relationship. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely know that it calms both of our nervous systems to be in this space. Mm. Well, to all the audience um, who is about to get married or living situation from living single to moving together, would it be your tips for our audience to get ready or get prepared or think about something to extend their aliveness? So I think one of the things that I practice, particularly my last marriage was very fiery, shall we say. There was a lot of arguing. This time round, I very much, when I start to get annoyed with Dave for little habits, which I think happens in all relationships. You're like, oh, I wish they would load the dishwasher or I wish they would (laughs) make the bed in the morning or, you know, all those little things. I really, (laughs) we all have it. (laughs) I really, I really kind of just take a moment and to appreciate all the good things he brings to my life, to remember that, no, okay, he doesn't necessarily always put his breakfast things in the dishwasher. He takes time to find out how I am or he remembers to call me if he knows I've got a difficult day or you know these things where I think it's so easy to take each other for granted and then just and then you just get annoyed with each other and so so for me I think domestically it's about really deciding if it's worth the feeling it causes in you to get annoyed or whether it's just easier to actually just breathe, let it go, release the tension from your body and remember the positives. Yeah, this is absolutely a great tip. The news of you getting married, I think that have created a path for us to getting to know your private life more. And also I started to feel the yurt actually influenced your life a little bit. And even through this process of changing your living situation from single to moving together, there's a lot of um, effort you you both put into this space um, and make it is for us, not separated, uh, dominate by one person. But it makes uh, I feel like um, the yurt of everything in one is bringing you both as one through the natural flow of growth. Yeah, it, I, I hadn't really thought about the influence of the yurt on our relationship, but actually it's massive. Mm. As we talk about it now, I realise how how much our home affects how we are together. And first and foremost, because I met a man who was happy to live in a yurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really, that's very unique. That says, that's so mean to be. (laughs) Yeah, like he wants to live here. He doesn't want to live in his cottage. I'm like, hallelujah, fantastic. (laughs) 
Wow, that is wonderful. Yeah, we have a lot to catch on. And thank you for th this wonderful episode of such an intimate relationship and the space. Thank you, Saskia. Oh, my pleasure, Sean. It's been lovely. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Let's continue our last one. And everybody, you listening, uh, this is a Life at Home special season for Unique Home and we're with Saskia and see you next time. <music>